man have the special. <laughs> and finish up this morning's message so go to Esther chapter 4 and verse 14 Esther chapter 4 and verse 14 too many good things need to finish up it was a uh, a great service uh, this morning uh, just uh, so thankful for all of our guests we had uh, this morning we need to remember all of them in prayer um Esther chapter 4 and verse 14. Mordecai, uh, speaking to Esther, For if thou altogether holdest thy peace at this time, then shall their enlargement and deliverance arise to the Jews from another place. But thou and thy father's house shall be destroyed. And who knoweth whether thou art come to the kingdom for such a time as this. This last point of my message that I had for this uh, earlier this morning was standing for the people. Esther had an opportunity there's a neat story in here, a lot of uh, ironies and a lot of twists in the book of Esther. Matter of fact, the only book in the Bible that does not mention God at all. Very interesting. It's also a neat time in the Persian captivity of the nation of Israel and seeing their history. If we were to put this, and if you've, any of you have ever done a chronological reading 
of the Bible. This is right toward the end. This is over toward Malachi. This is uh, in chronological. Nehemiah and Esther chronologically are right at the end of the Old Testament. So in looking at this history of the Jews, and matter of fact, many have likened and compared Esther and the story there to Hitler and the Jews in the 40s and how that Hitler, of course, tried to destroy all the Jews. He had millions of Jews exterminated the gas chambers and incinerated in an amazing story. Uh, there's this little book by one of my favorite authors, Andy Andrews. Um, and he wrote a book uh, on the New York Times bestseller, just an amazing book called The Traveler's Gift. One of the books that he recently wrote was called How Do You Kill 11 Million People? In the Holocaust, uh, it's a lot of times it's unknown that uh, Hitler uh, killed and exterminated a lot of Polish people, black people. Uh, he had a, uh, a disdain for not only races, he had a disdain for uh, secret organizations, uh, different types of uh, people in all kinds of organizations. He would exterminate them. Interesting. But all in all, he, all his orders exterminated approximately 11 million people. The name of the book that Andy Andrews wrote was How Do You Kill 11 Million People? It's real short. It's, uh, a book about like that, uh, a church member book that a lot of us have studied. Just a real thin book. And the way you kill 11 million people is you tell a lie. You lie to them. That's the essence of the book. And guess what? That was the essence of Haman and the way he was going about trying to get the king to say, all these people are trying to usurp your authority. And basically, he was just telling a lie. Well, it came down to one person had an opportunity. And that's, that's it. Now think about this. In, in those first two examples that I gave this morning about uh, being a good example and, and doing it as you, with a purpose and doing it with a passion, being a good example for people. And that's what Esther was. Taking a stand was the name of this morning's message. And taking a stand with purpose and taking a stand with passion and then taking a stand for people. I've seen it and many of you have too. How many of you have seen somebody, some bully picking on somebody, some bully taking... Notice bullies usually never pick on anybody bigger than them. It's very rare. You always pick on somebody that you can make fun of, that you feel... uh, in, uh, that they're inferior to you and you feel superior to them and you've got the big bully, but then you have somebody come in and stand up for the person that's being taken advantage of. You know, and to me, that's a hero in my book. Somebody that would stand up for somebody else when they don't have to. When they don't have to stand up, when they don't have to say anything, I could just, it'd be easier not to say anything. Why put myself in harm's way? 
Why stand up for somebody when I don't have a dog in the hunt or a dog in the fight or ever what euphemism you want to use? Why get involved? And that's the reason that I think our country is in the mess it's in is that so many people have, have stood by and said nothing. And when good people don't do anything, bad people can have their way. And run the country and get the votes in and say, well, I can't believe the vote passed. I can't believe the House approved this. I can't believe the Senate did this. I can't believe a judicial judge would do this that was appointed so long ago or whatever the case is. When good men do nothing, evil rules. Well, there was an evil man standing up. But guess what? Somebody else stood up. And her name was Esther. And she stood up, and for such a time as this, the risk she took. Very interesting to look at this. And, of course, our ultimate example is Jesus Christ. In the book of Romans, chapter 5 and verse 6, head there. Romans, chapter 5 and verse 6. We have a, a neat comparison Esther, who stood up for her people. And, of course, a neat story in the irony. I love the ironic twist that Haman built an, an amazing set of hanging gallows for his arch enemy, Mordecai, and the king ended up hanging Naaman. <laughs> Sorry to spoil it for you. <laughs> the king ended up hanging Naaman. Haman, excuse me, on those... Uh, same gallows he had built for Mordecai. Mordecai became a hero. So that was awesome. In Romans chapter 5 and verse 6, take a look at this. For when we were without, yet without strength, in due time Christ died. Just put yourself there for you. Christ died from Michael. Go ahead and put your name there in your mind. Y'all don't have to say it out loud. Just in your mind, right there, put your name in that spot. Christ died for you. Without you ever asking, He died for you. Before you were ever born, He died for you. And then if you keep going in verse 7, for scarcely for a righteous man, well... There's only a few people I would do that for. I'm not laying, I don't have a dog in the hunt. I'm not laying my life on the line for anybody. Why stand up? Did, did Esther know all the Jews? Did she know all of them? No. But she put her life on her line for the entire country. Even people she did not know. What does it say here? For scarcely for a righteous man will one die. Yet peradventure for a good man, some would even dare to die. Most people wouldn't lay down their life for somebody they wouldn't know. In the military, you often hear of stories like that. People that give their life for a fellow soldier because they have a, a common enemy. We have a common enemy and his name is Satan. And he's the bad guy. And we're to lay down our life for each other. We're to lay down our life for each other. The Bible says this in John fifteen thirteen. 
one of the greatest verses in all the world. Greater love hath no man than this, than a man would lay down his life for his friends. No greater love. But you know what? Jesus didn't just die for his friends. Jesus died for everybody. He died for the whole world. And uh, I think about this. As uh, we go through this coming year, I want to challenge you to be like Daniel, to be like uh, Esther. I want to challenge you to stand up for the principles of God's Word. Stand up for your friends. Stand up for what's right according to God's Word. Not like this morning I mentioned our preferences, but to say, you know what, maybe if God... Oh, by the way, Esther was an opportunity to stand up, wasn't it? It wasn't open until the door swung open. So what I need to do, and, and you, you and I both need to do, is when God gives you the opportunity, say, God, give me the wisdom to see it and the courage to act on it. You ever thought about that? God, you say, well, I don't get too many opportunities. Well, ask for one. God, give me an opportunity to stand up for you. If you stand up for the Lord, remember it's not, uh, we're not to do it to get the limelight, are we? I stood up for the Lord. I stood up for Jesus. No, we're, he's keeping record. He's keeping record of everybody that stands up for him. So you have an opportunity, but you got to have courage. First of all, the wisdom to see it and the courage to go through it. And that's exactly what happened with Esther. Will you stand up for the Lord? We're going to go ahead and have a hymn of invitation. As we've seen today, Esther stood up because of her love for people. Her people. We're to stand up for our fellow Christians. We're to stand up for the lost. There is a big bully And his name is Satan. And he's beaten lies. Remember that Andy Andrews book? How do you kill 11 million people? Just tell a lie. Well, guess who the father of lies is? The Bible says it. Matter of fact, whenever he said it, he was also looking at the Pharisees. He said that Satan is the father of lies and he's talking about their lies. Because they were standing up, remember, for what? Their own doings, their own purposes, their own preferences. We need to be standing up for Jesus, standing up for His Word. And the bully is the devil. And it's up to us. Greater love hath no man than this. A man would lay down his life for his friends. We're not always called to give our life. Would you give it to Jesus? It's like here. Just get, you don't have to give your physical life sometimes. Most of us in this room will not be called upon to give our physical life. But what if he's just asking for your whole life?
and give it to him.